With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Underestimated yet incredibly capable, this is the life of the underdog. Inspired by Andrew's journey and brought to life by legendary designer Black Oni, the Underdog Collection is a statement and an expression of perseverance and confidence for all underdogs. Check out the Underdog Collection at andrew-alliance.com forward slash merch. That's andrew-alliance.com forward slash merch. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Show. It is episode 595 of The Show. I'm your host, Andrew. Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. Head over to theshowradio.info. Once again, that's theshowradio.info. And check out our past shows. While you're there, subscribe and tell a friend about the show. Definitely subscribe to this channel here. We'll be recording the show. Uh, we're back on video. I'm excited about that. And uh, Daniela is with me, and we're prepared to talk about some of the things that took place this week, including Halo Infinite, including... Uh, the Nintendo Direct and some other things that we're going to mention. Uh, Daniela, how are you? How's everything on your side? Um, it's pretty good. I don't, I don't know what's happening on my weekends here. And the fact that I woke up early two days in a row on my day off is mind blowing. But I got to do a Zoom call with my family this morning. My sister is having a baby, so she did her oh. gender reveal. Congratulations! Congrats! And I think majority of us were hoping she was going to have a girl. Um, it's a boy, which is still exciting, but we have so many boys and one girl. Okay. Like, I have, I have one niece. I have like a blessing. five nephews. Amazing. It's an amazing but blessing. It's going to be a boy. Yeah, huh? it is. It's still, I'm, I'm happy for her. Uh, <laughs> new baby, new life, all that good new stuff. Baby. Um, my stepmom's coming down next or next month, and I don't know why my anxiety just, like, kicked up when she said that. I was like, I need to clean. Why do you think it's, that is? It's one, it's, it's, one of those, it's, it's one of those things when it comes to your family, come to your 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 parents and stuff like that. And I was, I was, it was also really cool to meet my brother-in-law's side of the family um, and, and see them. Not like we were, like, super bonding, because it's like, Here's a online room. Let's all kind of figure out Zoom, which I only really use Zoom probably less than five times in the past year. Everybody, I'm okay. so grateful that majority of everybody wants to use Discord. Like, yes, but it comes to my family, they only know Zoom, and I'm like, ugh. I mean, Zoom is great. It it is, and that's what they know how to how to use. Except I didn't know how to change my name, and I'm like, forget it. Just here, you know, you know my face, right. and here's here's my here's my stepmom to the entire family, and this is this is the camera, this is the setup, this is everything that I use, and here's my stepmom. So, Daniela, are you still doing the whole video game thing? Mm-hmm. And the way she said it, I was like. I just backed away and I'm like the video game thing. Yeah. And um hmm. 
And I just did this, and she's like, I didn't even say anything. I just showed, and it's like, yeah, I just figured I'd ask, maybe. Maybe. And then she didn't even finish that. And I was like, I know what you're thinking. Maybe right, I right. grew up. Maybe I did something else with my life. Is is that typically a long no. conversation? Like, how does that conversation, how does that go, typically? It's really short. It's really short. Um, like, I, I know that I can tell if I had some big news, like, they'd be like, oh, that's cool. Well, my sister is really super supportive and, and all that, but yeah, my my stepmom's kind of not, and I had a reminder. It's like, I still have my nine to five. I still do uh, that. Okay, okay, okay. You can still have some faith in me. Right. Yeah, that's what it is. It's it's just, it's suddenly I feel like a little kid all over again, trying to justify what I want to do something. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't like this feeling. And then she's like, I'll be there next month. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, boy. I have to put so away how long, my So how long are they going to hang out for? Uh, she's only going to be down here for like four or five days. She's coming in because um, my stepbrother's wife's dad's birthday is sometime there. And they were really close. So she's going to be there mainly for that. And then I'll probably just go out to dinner and I'll just try not to bring and not have her want to come over to my apartment because then I have to put away all my action figures because why are you still buying toys? They're not toys. They're memorabilia. I, I like them. They're collectibles. <laughs> it's, a, right? it's, one of, it's one of those things. But then, but at the same time, in that same thread, so um one of my brother-in-laws i don't know if it's his brother or his cousin or something like that um here he was like he we were waiting and they were setting up whatever their big box for their gender reveal um so we're all in this chat talking and they're like oh when you're gonna play cod with me again like these two guys that are friends or families or whatever together and my stepmom was walking past and she's all like, oh, you should talk to Daniela. She does those things. And I was mm. like, oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, she does. She does those things. So she can probably give you some tips. So in the same thread that she doesn't isn't fully supportive or understanding. She knows that this is something I'm good at and that Absolutely. she'll like, you should talk to my my stepdaughter about this and then they looked and then they i guess like in zoom since most of them were on the phone i don't know what zoom like looks like on the phone i guess you have to like kind of swipe to find the video of the person it does theirs isn't set to whoever's the active speaker like i don't know the video doesn't pop up so they're over there and they look they're like oh you have a mic oh your cam looks good is that your oh i see a gamer chair what do you do i was like oh dear lord she's like I yeah just have talk a to her about it just, right. just talk to her. She has all this stuff. I don't know what she does. She just wastes her money, but she knows <laughs> she knows something. Wow. And I'm like, just go because I did. I couldn't change my name, so it still said Miss DJM on it. They're like, just just Google that name there. And I did it. And they're like, oh, I followed you. Oh, I did this. Oh, you do that. I'm like, ah, yes. They should just, I mean, watch the content and then judge from there. I mean, that's the best way to do it. 
It is, and then the, it turns into, like, when my brother was walking past the screen, why didn't you tell me that your sister-in-law blah 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 does this? And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, because... Yeah, some, so I, I think some people don't up. get it. They don't, they don't see how how much work it takes to get to a place where you're on camera, you're, you're, you're recording a podcast, and you're consistent with it for a very long time. You're streaming for a very long time. I don't think that people actually understand what it takes to get here. I don't think they do. Because if they did, they probably have a little bit more appreciation for it. But I really don't think that um, the individuals who are uh, the commenters on YouTube or uh, the, the tweeters on Twitter uh, actually understand the magnitude of getting to a place where you're actually on camera or on a microphone. It's, it's not as easy as we make it look. I'll say that, right? It, it takes time. It takes time to get here. It takes, you know, you have to work through your confidence issues. You have to work through uh, just getting to a place where you believe that you can do it, right? And then finally, you have to hit the record button. You have this little red dot, wherever that happens to be, uh, on your screen to uh, generate this content for the world, whoever decides to uh, hit play uh, on any platform, right? I think, I don't think people actually understand, like even now, whether it's a TikTok, that's 15 seconds, 30 seconds or whatever, a YouTube short, it takes a lot of work. Even the YouTube shorts and the TikToks take a long time to get to a place to get that 15 seconds as compact as it is. But I mean, I digress. Um, I definitely want to hear your thoughts on that. Okay. Yeah, I think majority of people are like that. Um, they, they think it's super simple. When it comes to my family, I know that they know that it's not super simple, but they see it as a waste of energy unless you're making a lucrative amount. It's very much tied to how much money you're making because, I mean, you, you want your kids to... You know, be able to live comfortably, be able to provide for themselves, provide for their own families. So when you have something that you're doing that isn't, that can't supplement a nine to five job, it's kind of like, well, why are you doing it then? It's like that lack of like, I'm doing it because I enjoy doing this because it brings me joy. Um, right. Whereas their hobbies that bring them joy is redoing their yard and putting in plants and I'm like no <laughs> that's not me or learning I think my sister is going for another degree my mom got some other I don't know cyber security something certification or class that she's teaching she works for verizon she works in data security for verizon in texas so like my family all does something within the tech field so that's the field that i'm in that's where it is but it doesn't necessarily bring me joy like it brings them joy and but i'm like it's just a job i do it i come home when i come home it doesn't come with me like my mind isn't there i know right. i have these certifications i should probably go for but convincing me to open it up and read it on my time where I want to relax, where I want to do something that brings me happiness. It's just, 
I'm not on that same level. Whereas they are like, oh, we just did this. This is super exciting. They get like, they get excited about those things. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? In the same, in the same sense that they're like, so what did you do lately? I'm like, I just spent $200 so that I can do Halloween costumes online for people and entertainment. And they're like, Mm -hmm. why? I'm like, because it's fun. Because it's fun, because I enjoy it, because I probably will never grow up in the same speed that the rest of the world is going in. And I think that's okay. And ultimately, when it comes down to it, even though there is some level of disappointment in that, they also know that I'm happy. So they're not going to sit there and be like, you should be doing this and outwardly say like, we hate what you're doing. Like, you're not harming anybody, whatever. We might not understand it, but go do you. Don't call us from jail. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that even, even looking at situations like that, I think a lot of folks where they see you doing things that you love, um, they, as you mentioned earlier, some folks only attach certain things, certain activities to a money exchange, right? But they don't yeah. necessarily see the fact that you creating the content that you have has allowed you to get certain opportunities that people are still wondering how on earth did this happen for you? Whether that's a partnership of some sort or being on a panel of some sort, whatever the case is where you were given that particular opportunity based on the fact that you had a portfolio of content that's been out in the world, you know, ever since, you know, you started creating content with the streaming stuff, right? And even, and even the podcasting stuff. And I I don't think that people see like how hard this is, right? Because we've done it for so long. It's, it seems like, you know, it's, it's, it's a piece of cake. And to some degree, you know, that's true after a while, but it does take a lot to make sure the audio equipment is right, the video equipment is right. Uh, you know, your your mic holder doesn't fall apart, or you know, your your cam isn't flickering, or anything that could potentially happen. You know, prior to you actually hitting the record button or whatever. And I think that these things always get you know, we we don't necessarily talk about those things often enough, and maybe that's on us. You know, because we don't necessarily talk about these things and how much they affect us to get to a place where, hey, you had a bad day today and you still have to record a podcast because you want to put this content out to the world. So you try to shake it off. Right. Then you record the podcast and then somebody says something crazy online and you're compelled to, to reply. But, you know, you're not if you reply it's going to affect not only your personal brand, like. My family's just looking for bragging rights. That's all. It's a lot. It is. Well, it is. Especially, well, because they travel. They travel quite often. And a lot of them travel for work. And obviously, some of them pay attention to some stuff because Twitch is getting out there. And it's like being known. And obviously, the clarification of like, you do the Twitch thing, right? I'm like, yes, I do. Um, But uh, yeah, seeing that they were in New York couple months ago and i think a couple months ago it was during black history month i think it was and obviously they had twitch they had youtube gaming showcasing their content creators on there which is awesome and i think it's cool um obviously for for this month i think they're 
Godfrey was on there for this month, you know? Um, <laughs> to have to explain, or not even explain, like, I got nothing to say. Like, I really have nothing to say or justification of, like, so when do you get your face up there? I'm like, um, I have a lot of work I need to do <laughs> to do that, to earn that right, to earn that privilege. And those people who yeah. got to be there did a lot. I'm not on that same level. Well, what do you have to do? A lot. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I, I got, I got nothing else to add on to that. Well, and it's, it, it's like that throughout both sides of my family is having the, those bragging rights. And it's, well, it's not even breaking rights for that person. It's breaking rights for our parents. Just so weird. Yeah. So my 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 contribution, which was actually like it sounds like it was a really bad Zoom call. It really wasn't. It was a lot of fun, and I love talking to my family and getting to meet my brother in law's family. Um, you know, it's just like to lead it up to something funny of like, you know, if everybody's showcasing stuff, like one thing that my, my grandmother could say, because my son is his, is her oldest grandchild. She, she like, what, what she got to the line of like, okay, so my stepdaughter doesn't have anything of like great notations there to, to showcase. So she has my grandson who's going off into the Air Force and he's going to be mm -hmm. doing this. I'm like, at least I got something. I got one thing. <laughs> I have the oldest that's doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Any um, any last bits on a life update stuff before we get to the game and stuff? Um, so, uh, like we said in our last last episode of 594 that I was going to watch Luther. Okay. I okay. So then did. we're gonna add. I, I have been. I have been. Okay. 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 So we're gonna add Luther, and then we're gonna add um, Why the Last Man because I did watch the one episode of that, and then from there we're gonna jump into the uh, Halo Infinite stuff. So, so Luther, what did you first episode? What did you think? You asked me to watch one episode. You know what? I did 17 I, times better, and I watched 17 out of the 20 episodes. Do not underestimate my power of binge-watching. Okay, okay. <laughs> so what did you think? I think it's really good. Like, Edris Alba is, is a fantastic actor. Um, but it isn't... It isn't so much his acting that that is the biggest draw for me. It is the stories they they're telling and how they're telling it and the roller coaster that it puts you on. Yep. And they're so they're so involved and well written and thought out. I yep. love the stories. And even though um Luther, John Luther, played by Edris Alba, is like that constant, well, along with the detective superintendent, which is his boss, um, he is like the one constant character, but I love the rotation of the partners that he he gets. I feel really sad for them because like he has like this, like he's a good detective. He got issues too. Terrible, terrible luck here. Like right, like, like I felt bad for him. I'm like how like there's like misunderstandings here. Like season season two, I believe it was. I think it was season two. Where they were doing this investigation on him, thinking he's like this dirty cop, and he like takes the law into his own hands. Where I feel like, okay, so he did like one thing 
that was really super questionable, but he had good intentions for it. And yeah. um and it's like everything else he was just doing by the book, he was really good by his job, he's cracking these cases, but they have this entire thing because all of these people die around him, like he's tied to it in some way. And like what broke my heart, which made me so angry. So one of his partners, which was D.S. Ripley, um, mm -hmm. I think he made a great partner. Like he was a ride or die, like, I guess, protege. I don't, I don't know how to describe him that he was working yeah, you, with yeah, him to some degree. Yeah. And um, and like immediately after. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for spoiling this, but I realized that the show's been out for a while and I never watched it. But, um, you know, he passes, he dies, and then they blame it on him, like as if he, he planned that whole thing out. Right. I was like, exactly. Like, you guys are the worst, like, cop detectives ever. I don't, I don't know what they're called. I, I know that there's, I know there's a section for his call where they investigate dirty cops, but, um, like, you guys are the worst. Like, I feel like that one guy that was heading this investigation on Luther just had this personal vendetta against him. That was it. Like, he was just blinded by everything. And it's just against him for personal reasons rather than, you know, this is legit a bad cop. He, he isn't. He really isn't. So now I'm in, um, I got three episodes left. Um, I'm in season five. I'm really sad about it, but I, lo I love how long these episodes are. I just... Like, I don't know how seasons work in right. in the UK because I felt the same thing about like Sherlock. Like this, these seasons are short. Like what's happening? Like, I think the first season had six episodes. The second yeah, season but you're getting, had. You're getting like a whole hour. Like, yeah, you are getting a whole hour. A minute. So I'm like, right. do they not have commercials over there? Because <laughs> like our shows that are like an hour are actually technically like what? 45 minutes because mm. commercials are in there. Like this is like full hours, but there's such short seasons still. Like how how can season three only be two episodes? Two episodes. Right. Like what happened? But yeah, it, it was really good. I like the cast that goes in through it's it. It's amazing. I, I really do. Yeah, it's amazing. So, so um, I watched one episode of Why the Last Man. I I, um, I like it, but it's it's really sad. It's really sad. So so just the leading up to uh, the different lives that you get to see before the thing starts getting out of control it's like you you really feel sad about that those things that are happening to the individuals and um it, it's sad it's sad so i don't know like does it get better yes i mean it's still sad okay but yes it, it does get better okay great acting though uh, i'll give it that uh, great acting, uh, so I'm enjoying uh, that portion of it. But so far, so far, so good. You know, just things are, people are dying everywhere. So, I mean, that I think that's obvious. If if you've seen any, I guess, clips or pay attention. This was a comic, you said, also? Mm -hmm. yes? It is okay. a comic. It is comic. So, so, so just uh, trying to understand, like, how close... Is the comic 
uh, the the movie series or the the show itself to the comics is it really close? That, that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you. The main story is pretty close so far. Okay. Um, obviously, when you have anything that's adapted to a TV show or a movie, there are some liberties that are taken to change it to make it um, fit better, um, especially yeah. sticking with the modern times. And then um, it's very interesting how they, I guess they, they they pull in. So like one of the more modern things is obviously, you know, you're sticking with it being like LGBT friendly and explaining that, you know, one of the characters are in there. Like, yeah, I, I like how it's kind of sticking with that. Um, so it's a little bit more relatable to answer some questions that people would ask, like, well, what about these people? Um, but so, I don't, I really, I, I've been trying to navigate that well because I don't want to give anything away, especially for people who haven't right, read the comic right. books. Like I'm, I'm watching it with my boyfriend who's never read the comics, doesn't really know anything about it. And he'll ask me questions and I know the answer. And I'm like, I just so smile I and, and just uh, nod. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so the question I have is, was the thing in the ambulance, I'm not going to talk about what happened there, but the thing in the ambulance in the first episode, was that something that was in the comics as well? Or that was something that they added in? A little bit added in. Okay. So a little bit added in. Okay. Yeah. I mean, overall, I think it's, it's great as far as the acting is concerned and all those things. Uh, very sad, you know, watching some of the things play out, but um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll give it one or two more. I just, I just want to get a little bit more uh, to see what's going on there and decide if it is my thing. I love the drama mystery, the anticipation of it, you know, with some of the things that are, that are about to happen or that are happening. Uh, yeah, I need to watch a little bit more. Oh, I do hope you do. The one thing that the one thing that I am a little bit, a little bit irritated is like Yorick. Um, he is so much more annoying. <laughs> like, like I don't remember being that annoyed with him in the comic, like ever. Like, there's sometimes where I'm like watching because because I'm up to date. There's a new episode that um that's coming out tonight, Sunday. Um, and what time? I'm not. I just I just really I don't know what time. I I watch it on Hulu. I don't know what time it actually airs. Uh, but yeah, when I'm watching it, I just want to, I just want to punch him. <laughs> like, really? Just, ugh. okay. Yeah. Um, so, okay. But it, it is, sure. it is hmm. sticking pretty, pretty yeah. close to the comic for your. Yeah. I'm trying not to ask anything that's, that actually is, you know, going to reveal too much, especially if individuals are planning to watch it. Uh, there's just, I have questions already. Okay. So, okay. Can you tell me, is the divorce final? What do you mean is the divorce final? Is his mom? The, the, the divorce uh, situation with, with, with the, the, the couple. No, I wasn't. Okay. But like, he's dead, so. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot is happening. A lot is happening. So, um, final thoughts, and then we'll move to Halo. I am. I'm enjoying watching it. 
I look forward to it. It's it's hard for me to because I'm a serial binge watcher. Hard for me to to wait a whole week, but um, I really like it. I do. Then the only other show I watched this week was The Circle. Don't, Don't watch The Circle. <laughs> okay. All right. No, okay, okay. Um, it, the circle the circle is a reality TV show. It's on season 3. So every season is a, a new group and it's it starts off with um until the circle is complete, there's always eight players in there. And um they never get to meet each other and basically it's a social media game, I guess it is, social popularity game. Um, you can choose to go into it as yourself using your own profile pictures, you know, the truth, posting it like you would create a profile online. You can go in as a catfish and you can pose as somebody else, or you can be like a mixture of both where you're using your photos and just altering, altering like certain information about yourself. But basically, you never get to meet these people, you get your own apartment. And you play these mini games and you have like these certain times through the day where you can talk in this chat room to get to know each other. And, um, and then every couple of days or so, there's a rating system and each of the players rate each other about, you know, how strong of a relationship or friendship that they've built with people. And usually it's it's really fun. The first two seasons was really fun to watch. This season was kind of eh. The season finale um, is next week, and I I personally would love to be on that show. <laughs> mm. um, the the I was really sad because uh, Jackie Jing, uh, she was actually w the last contestant that was on um, that was brought in, and she actually um, if you remember she was actually co-hosting E three this year. So okay. I was remember. like, oh, I'll go ahead. Oh, it's like, oh, I know that face. I mean, I don't know her personally, but I recognize that face. I know what she's done. That's cool that she's in there. Um, yeah, she she didn't she didn't make it. <laughs> she was kind of working against her because you have these players who've been in and playing for like the last two weeks. And then you have somebody that's brought in um, towards the tail end. You don't really get to build as close of a relationship or trust with them in those couple of days that you had with like the last couple of weeks with these other players. So she didn't make it to the finale. Those are a little bit sad about that. But yeah, these players aren't that interesting or that fun or mm -hmm. like the, it's just just kind of a little bit annoying. So skip season three. Watch season one and two. <laughs> no idea. Well, I have no idea what that is, but um... it's on Netflix. One of one of the few game shows I I enjoy watching. Probably reality shows. I probably I'm I'm waiting for the uh, the animated series, the next one for DC. So I'm I'm looking forward to what they're going to show there. But um, at any rate, uh, Halo Infinite. Did you get all it you at all? Did you all me? I didn't okay, so um, yeah, it's all you. So I like to say so Halo Infinite, Halo Infinite. Let's talk about that. Uh, we had the multiplayer tech preview. Uh, this weekend, uh, they did have a video, um, an early, uh, just discussional type of thing on on their on their channel to talk about some of the things that uh, to look forward to for Halo Infinite. I think 
that this is the best Halo yet, right? I think this is the best Halo yet. I love the fact that they're really focusing on making sure that uh, the the tech preview is, you know, just hammering the servers uh, for themselves. So as we get ready to get into uh, November, December, uh, to get to Halo itself, that we're not going to have any issues with multiplayer or anything like that. I like the fact that they added the bot system. I think that gives you an opportunity for you to kind of like warm up, you know, because typically you'll, you'll have to warm up in the game. But if you want to warm up before you get into like actual multiplayer matches, you can just use the bots, maybe increase the um, difficulty of the bots, and then just, you know, warm up that way before you actually jump into the matches themselves with uh, real, you know, humans and stuff like that. So I, li I like the fact that that's there. That's not necessarily a new thing, right? Because we've seen it in Call of Duty and some other games as well. And I think the fact that we're seeing it in a game like Halo is really great. I like that they added uh, different elements of our FPS games of today. Like maybe like a, a little loot cave where you can grab like a power weapon. But not necessarily something that you have to uh, do a lot in that particular section. It's just to activate with your with your um i, I was gonna say ghost but, but with like a cartano or whatever right you put it on the the door open that door get a get a weapon uh and now you have a little bit more advantage in that particular match i love that so as i've said before in previous uh, shows that we've had halo infinite uh is giving you a a breath of everything that we've seen for all the fps's in the last couple of years it is fast paced but yet it still feels like Halo. Uh, it is intense, um, like some of the other games, like your, your Call of Duties, but it still feels like the way Halo is supposed to be played, right? Uh, multiplayer, now, they ha now you have a grappling hook, which can get you in and out of situations, which is really good. So as much as you can be a laid-back individual playing the, the game, you can also be uh, super close quarters because of the abilities that you have as far as the the grappling hook to get in and out of situations. I think that's fantastic. So uh, playing the actual tech preview uh, this weekend, um, I think that uh, it is it is solid. It is a solid uh, contender for just being what it has been for the last 20 years. One of the best multiplayer games that we've seen on any platform, right? And I think that the fact that we have it on PC and, and all the other platforms that we have it on. And you're probably going to be able to, to stream it, you know, with, with uh, the, the cloud stuff. Um, all that is going to be fantastic. And portions of it is going to be free to play. So it's going to allow new individuals who've never played Halo before uh, to finally get an opportunity to play Halo. Uh, and it's, it's, it's really, really well done. So uh, shout outs to the entire team for putting on a great uh, tech preview uh, for for Halo, and I think it's going to be fantastic come uh, December. You getting it then? You're you're pumped. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It, it's it's really well done. Music is 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 incredible. Everything that you love about Halo, if you've ever played any of the Halos, you're going to enjoy this one. If you've been watching videos and, and things of that nature. Um, what you're seeing and appreciating by watching a stream or maybe watching a video on YouTube or what have you, um, it, it is going to be one of the best Halo games yet. 
and they can't mess this up. They can't mess this up. It's going to hurt them if they if they do. If it gets poor reviews or whatever like that, it's going to really hurt them. But, you know, you're not the only person that I heard good things about the the Halo Infinite um, testing and, and the multiplayer that I've heard a lot of people enjoying it. So, you know, that's a good sign. It's always a good sign. Yeah, absolutely. So they did a great job there. Uh, next thing that I want to touch on, Netflix, League of Legends, animated series impressions. Uh, you watched the trailer. I'll watch it as well. What did you think? Um, so, okay. It, it's not an unknown fact that I really don't care for League of Legends. Like, the, the game itself, it just, it's too much for me. I, I will be that person. It's just too much going on for me to juggle and to be good at to play. So I just quit while I was ahead. It does not mean that I am not amazed by how well it does. The fan base that is created. So for it to come as an animated series to to develop this story so that people who are like me or even just hardcore league fans can just dive into more of this universe that they enjoy or to introduce people like me into it. I think it's fantastic. I really love the the art style and the direction they went to it, like the story from that trailer already already got me interested. My my interest peaked into it and and I was all like, oh, I can get into this. Um, will it get me into playing the game? For me personally, probably not. But to be uh invested into the story, I think there's a really good chance of it. I, I really liked what I saw. What about you? Yeah, absolutely. I I'm I'm trying to so so here's where I'm at with all of this stuff and all this stuff meaning uh, from games to movies to uh, shows all those things where I'm at right now is I just want to enjoy everything that I'm watching for what it is right so I, I even when we're talking about uh, why the last man even though I'm hesitant to watch more I think I'm going to because I just want to know what's happening and just appreciate what I'm watching, even though I didn't read the comics. So, so back to uh, League of Legends, right? So watching it, I, I'm just appreciating it for what it is. I, I didn't spend a lot of time playing League of Legends, right? But I can appreciate that they're actually taking this world and expanding it uh, to how we're enjoying it today. Like even with Street Fighter, right? You have um, all these uh, characters and all these backstories. When they start doing the animated series for Street Fighter, I just I mean, I just got excited because now you get um, an, an expansion of, of a, a magnification of these characters and their backgrounds, right? And I think when we get an opportunity to experience things like this, we should just enjoy it. We can be critical. I know that's what we do as, as creators of audio and video content. That's fine, right? But just enjoy it for the fact that they didn't have to make it, right? And the fact that we're, we're able to enjoy it, I think that that's a beautiful thing. So that's where I'm at right now when it comes to a lot of these things where, you know, production value is, is fantastic on a lot of things that we're seeing. And, and even if it's even some intros may not necessarily match what you thought the intro should be, you know, Cowboy Bebop, whatever. Right. I know some people are in their feelings about that. But let's just see what happens when it comes out. OK. And then from there, we can be all overcritical as we are at times when we're creating content on 
on, on our platforms uh, of choice, if you will. So that's where I'm at. Uh, I'm not going to be overcritical about it right now. I want to see what's going to happen. I, I appreciate the world. Even if I'm just watching the game, I think it's, it's fantastic. Um, wh whether it's an Overwatch thing or a League of Legends thing or, or whatever it is, I think that I'm at a place now in my journey of games or talking about them uh, just to try to enjoy what, what's, what's happening. So that's where I'm at. I, I really appreciate what I saw for the trailer. And those are my thoughts on that. I think when there's people who um, haven't gotten to the point to appreciate things for what they are and what they can offer, um, I think it's definitely a lot harder for people who are very... Okay, so let's say Cowboy Bebop. Um, that's been out for a while. People are huge fans of it. They know what the story is. And over the years, they always picture like if this was a live action what actor could it be what who would be great to fit into it so sometimes when it comes to fruition and it's like it doesn't exactly match up i can understand people's like a little bit of frustration of it because it's something that they're so tied into whereas like league of legends yeah it's a game and yeah it has a really big fan base but it, there wasn't it, there's not like a fully developed thought out storyline that people grasped and held on to. Are there some stories behind the characters? Yes, but it's not like something that is this huge story. It's you kind of make up like you get the lore in bits and pieces here, but it's not like something that was a story that's being retold in a live action or in an animated. Um so I can understand some people's like kind of hesitancy or judgment on something when they get that first initial reaction of like Oh man, <laughs> like going it, but like, like Cowboy Bebop. When Netflix shows what the opening trailer is going to be like, and a lot, of, a lot of those people who are very hesitant about the initial screenshots from that were released, and they're picking apart when they got to see the trailer or not the trailer, but the um the intro to it. They're all like, "Wow, okay, this is this, this is a lot closer to what I, I you know I imagined, what I pictured." So that that's gonna happen. Um, and we we have another show later on that we're going to be talking about that I have I have my own personal feelings about there, but um, no, I can kind of understand that. I think it's just something that has already been has a story that's already been told and it's being retold in a different type of medium. Um, people are just going to be really tied to it. I I I'm, I'm definitely like that, especially for like uh, books that are being made into movies. The book is always going to be better. I don't think I've ever watched a single movie that outdid what the book has. Even if it's like Lord of the Rings, there's still things like I think the Lord of the Rings um, films is fantastic, but there there are things that can be, you know, picked away out from the movies compared to the book. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's where I'm at with it. I think that. Um... We just have to, and, and especially we're heading into the fall, winter, you know, let's, let's just enjoy. There's a lot coming down the pipeline. There's, there's some things happening this week. Can't talk about them yet, but um, you'll see those things play out uh, at some point. Uh, next thing we have Steam Deck uh, FAQ. Um, can you open that? Can you open that up? Yeah, uh, I got it let's open. Let's talk about some of those things. Sweet. So I'm going to open it on my side as well. And um, 
let's go ahead and, and run through this uh, real quick. So uh, answers of some of the common questions uh, we're receiving from the community press uh, and that kind of thing. Can you have multiple Steam accounts on one Steam Deck? The answer is yes. Uh, can can I run non-Steam games through Proton on Steam? Uh, you can do that. Uh, will Steam on Steam Deck have an add a game feature like Steam on desktop? Uh, yes, that will be an option. Um, so they're aiming for uh, the, this one here. Will the UI on Steam Deck replace Big Picture? They're aiming for that to change. And I'm just going to do one or two more and we're going to link this. Uh, as well, let's go to uh, can Steam Deck be used as a PC controller? Uh, the answer is yes. And, and the last one that I'll do, and Danielle, if you want to grab a couple, uh, I'll do uh, this one here on the left side. It says, uh, will Steam Deck work with PC VR headsets? And uh, the Steam Deck, it says here, while technically a PC uh, VR headset can be connected, the Steam Deck is not optimized. Uh, for PC VR experiences, then I'll grab a couple, and then we'll. I we'll would have, I would have lost my mind if they would have said yes. There's like no possible way that I would ever believe any handheld would be able to run any of the wired VR headsets. So interesting that you can be can be hooked up. So somebody's gonna figure that out. Somebody will figure out that. But I'm not. I'm honestly having a PC VR hooked up to my Steam Deck wasn't one of the things that I was thinking it was going to be possible. So uh, one of the questions that was that was asked that I think uh, I really liked was um, about BIOS and dual boot. So multi-boot is supported. They can support multiple OSs installed and choose which one to boot to. Uh, so that, I think that's really awesome that, that modifications, that open source there that people can go and dive into and improve their their Steam Deck, I think is is fantastic. Uh, one of the weird questions I think was in there that I was like, is support external GPUs? I that's a no. That is a no. That's a very interesting <laughs> question. I I can't Can even imagine? think of ways why, but okay. Um, they they want you obviously to uh, later on get their Steam Deck, you know, two or whatever later down the lines, and that's where you're going to get your upgrades for your GPUs. But I'm sure with the way that this thing is being built, I'm sure that somebody's going to figure it out. There are some incredibly smart people out there in the world that always makes these things happen. That's right. Um, <laughs> is this touchscreen multi-touch? I thought it was a funny answer. Yes. Ten fingers. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, uh, um, and then I think there was one I saw about expansion file formats for micro SD cards that you can use those. Um, it's going to be using the EXT4s with case foldings. Um, as long as you have it formatted to the proper one, you're good to go. Uh, you know, I think these are pretty good questions, but, you know, if you go want to check them out, see all of the questions, definitely go and visit the showradio.info. We're going to have the link there to see everything else. But let us know if you have yours pre-ordered and which one. Indeed, indeed. I have mine pre-ordered. I'm still holding on to it. Uh, still... I guess a little skeptical, but at the same time, I'm excited to see what, what else they're, they're going to announce as it relates to uh, the Steam Deck. Uh, so definitely um, uh, visit the showradio.info. You could also visit steamdeck.com forward slash en forward slash FAQ. 
and that will get you there as well. So uh, next thing that we have, um, okay, so um, Nintendo Direct. Let's jump into that. Any any thoughts, reactions, things that you like, didn't like? Um, Daniela, go ahead. Nintendo Direct. So couple things so they're obviously uh one of the things that uh they're expanding on top of their nick nintendo online service which they're calling it nintendo online plus expansion which is a is it's an add-on i actually went to go look and see if i could go and and jump onto that because they're they're expanding it so that you can get your n64 games and your sega games which I, I love Sega games, so I was really super pumped. They also announced um, the N64 controller and the Genesis controller that you can order. Um, I know I have a bunch of both of those, but I kind of want another one if they're going to offer that. Um, my biggest takeaway for game-wise, though... Uh, okay, let me go back. Uh, I am probably going... I am going to upgrade to the expansion online whatever they want to call it to get access to those libraries i currently just have the individual which is like they have the most affordable most affordable subscription service it's like if you have the individual i think i paid 20 dollars for the year um and then you can get the family one which is like 35 dollars really like that's still cheaper than sony and xbox um so i don't have a problem with that i i couldn't find information about how much it's going to cost to get the expansion plus for the the additional library of games but um as far as games takeaway um my biggest like oh my god i need that game right now was act razor i mm. i love act razor i it's, it's definitely in I can't say my top 10, probably my top 25 lifetime favorite games is ActRaiser. Um, I played that on Super Nintendo. So when they when they started showing ActRaiser Renaissance, I'll, I, I, I need it. I absolutely need it. Um, it might not necessarily be on my Switch, though, because I had to go and double check and go and look. It's available on Steam for $30. And I was like, do I need to spend thirty dollars right now? No, no, you don't. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> you do. Um, <laughs> but that was definitely one of the big things for me. I mean, they had they had a lot of other great games that they talked about, um, but it wasn't. That was the only one that was like, oh snap! I was not expecting that. I need to add, add that on. Uh, Metro Dread. All that content looks good. I didn't know that they had that entire, I guess, story that they had going on in there. I think it they they're up to eight, so I'm gonna go back, um, look and read through that. Uh, Disco Elysium Director's Cut uh, that looked really good. Um, another new game in there is Voice of Cards that looks super interesting, kind of right up my alley. Uh, I mean, they have a lot that are definitely catering, and I'm I'm sure for the bigger fan base of these people, they were super pumped, like you had the Hyrule Warriors stuff that was announced. You have more Splatoon that was being announced. What was there? Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Um, but really, like, those were my big my big ones. Actraiser Renaissance, Metroid Dread, Voice of Cards, and Disco, Disco Elysium. What about you? 
There's only one game that really got me excited. Just one, right? Just I mean, one. there's other things, but just one. The only game that really got me hyped was Bayonetta. That, that's one of my favorites. I didn't realize how much I enjoyed that series until uh, they started limiting where they published the second one, because the second one didn't come out everywhere, right? It didn't hit Xbox, I don't recall, right? Uh, and I just love the way that the game plays. It's an amazing title. So, so that I saw. Now, of course, the Mega Drive thing was pretty neat to see. When would, when would, if you told me in the 90s that in the future, okay, Nintendo is going to have Genesis games on their platform, I would have laughed. I would have laughed at you. Okay, but it's it's just amazing to see the the partnerships and collaborations that you would never believe will take place ever. Right. Because there is a financial incentive to do it. Yeah, of course. Why not? Why not? Right. And I think that's where we are, whether you're looking at uh, PlayStation games on a PC uh, Nintendo doing this thing with, with uh, Sega, if it goes well, they'll add more, right? So if the PC PlayStation thing didn't go well, we wouldn't see additional games being released. We would not even be considering like Naughty Dog anything, right? On the PC, which I'm pretty excited about, right? So I think that we're at a place now where a collaboration of all the companies that we thought were against each other, even though in the background, they're probably best friends, right? That they're collaborating um, on games and projects that we've enjoyed throughout the years. And I think this is good. I think this is good. Actually, no, I think this is great uh, for gaming in general because it gives everybody an opportunity to play where they want. And as more collaborations take place, I think it's going to be easier to cross these um, these um, these lines of uh, gaming, right? And I think that's a beautiful thing to see, whether that's Nintendo and Sega, whether that's uh, PlayStation stuff on PC, et cetera, et cetera. You can go to whether it's collaboration of fighting characters in different fighting games, whatever it is. I think I think we're in a beautiful place uh, where most of that stuff is happening or, or communication. Uh, stuff whether you're communicating from somebody on one platform to another the cross play stuff of course have been fantastic so i think we're at a great place right now it can only get better it can only get better can you imagine that there's going to be a there's going to be a time period where <laughs> you know in 20 years someone is going to be out there and expanding their their playstation online to like ed you can play all your favorite xbox games <laughs> All those exclusives. I mean, I love it. Can you imagine playing Gears on, on PlayStation? Like, like it legitimately being there? That'd be crazy. Wasn't there, like, a port that, that was and on some, Sony? Somebody that kind of. Right. Kind right. of. Somewhat. Kind of. Maybe. It could, be, it could be saying the other way around, too. You know, Xbox. Spads are like, oh, you yeah. can play... Play all your favorite PlayStation One games. <laughs> yeah, it's, but um, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. 
Definitely it is. And then, so, and, and then PC is going to be like, whoa, we got them both. <laughs> that's, that's what's going to happen. It's, it's like PC players are like, whoa, we already have both those games on ours. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great time to be alive in this world right now. As it relates to, like, context is everything, right? The gaming industry, right? Where we're able to play all these fantastic games. Or what was that? The the girl with the bow and arrow thing that came out? Kina something? You see that one? Beautiful game. Oh, yeah. I haven't played it yet. Yeah. It's um, amazing, right? So, yeah. I mean, I know it's not in the notes, but I'm just saying, like, just beautiful games like that come out, right? And then you have uh, games like we've always loved, like the Gears and, and the Halos of the World and the Destiny. And then you have the Overwatch game, and you have uh, uh, Rainbow Six, and I mean, come on. Like, there's, there's so much good stuff out there right now. And even, you know, if you just want to play Uno, just open that up, right? I think we're in a great place. We're in a great place with the gaming stuff, and I think that uh, we should enjoy it for what it is, uh, in my opinion. And not necessarily be overcritical. I know we're going to criticize some things as we're playing it. But at least bring some kind of value with that particular criticism where the company can make those changes and make those adjustments so we can continue playing the game. And whatever that game is, whatever additional patches need to happen, things of that nature, I think we're in a great place. I think we're in a great place. And uh, I'm trying to... Okay, so Bayonetta, definitely. Trailer is amazing. I loved everything about it. Daniel, I want to hear your thoughts on the trailer if you saw it on it. I think we got one more thing after that. But Bayonetta 3 trailer, what'd you think? It looked fun. Did she always dance so weirdly like that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm just all like, there's a good portion of you just kind yep. of dancing. Yep. But no, it, it looked like a lot of fun. It, it looked really good. Is there is there a Bayonetta like short animated series somewhere in the world because I think that would be fun to watch too. I don't know, but we should look that up because so even from what I remember with the cutscenes, they're just, you know, take all the cutscenes together from one game. I'm sure somebody did that on YouTube. You'll enjoy that. I probably will, but I would like to have like a whole series like Netflix. Go ahead and pick up Bayonetta sure. and just add on to that universe. I, I think that would be one of the great ones to to definitely have its own series for is Bayonetta. Right. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that's something that we, we can definitely look at. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that has been done, either like a, a fan made project or something like that. But yeah, it's she's always been. Interesting. Yeah. Can I talk about giving something criticism then? Trying to accept things for what they are, which I'm having a really hard time accepting. The Super Mario movie announcement. Okay, so talk to me about that. I think I am like, I just got super hung up on Chris Pratt being casted for Mario. Like, why? I I cannot. 
I cannot picture his voice coming out of Mario and me taking it seriously. It, 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 for me, it just doesn't, it doesn't click like, yeah, you'd make a great Mario. No, no, in my head, it, it, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's weird. It's like, here's Star-Lord, who, he, he makes a great Star-Lord, and I can't remember his character from Parks and Recreation. He was great as that, but, like, I don't, I don't know if I can agree with that casting. I don't have any, any other better actor to put in his place. I really don't. Um, but his is probably the only one that I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of stuck on. And maybe Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen has been casted to play uh, or to voice Donkey Kong. And sure, if Donkey Kong had a very crude mouth, maybe. I, I don't know what kind of animated movie this is going to be. Or the story. I don't. Like, I think everybody else that has been put in there, like uh, Luigi is casted by Charlie Day. Peach is um, Anya Taylor-Joy. Bowser's being played by Jack Black. This man is going to be in two video game movies because he's also being, um, he's also currently working and voicing Claptrack for the Borderlands uh, movie. You have um, Keegan Mike and Key. Keegan Michael Key as Toad. You have Fred, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. Um, Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek. Somebody needs to tell me if I ever said that name right. Kamek, Kamek. I feel like every time I, I say that little character's name, I'm saying it wrong, but nobody's ever corrected me. And then you have Sebastian Maniscalco. Calco. I'm probably saying his last name wrong. I'm so sorry. It's playing Spike. So for like Chris Pratt as Mario. I don't know about that one. Seth Rogen, Donkey Kong. Still mixed feelings about that. Everybody else. I'm like, okay. I can picture it. I can see that. Don't know about those two. I, I really don't. I really don't know. I don't think I'm excited for it. I'll just have to see what happens. I have no real thoughts on the Mario thing right now. I'm, I'm just going to wait. See? I, I think this definitely falls into the ones where that like you already kind of have like this weird bad taste in it from past attempts like the the Mario Luigi animated series. It was it was fun to watch as a kid. I enjoyed it as a kid. I'm a little bit cringy on it as an adult. The Mario movie. Well, that was just bad. <laughs> <laughs> like that that thing was a joke. I got to watch it. It's like one of those like guilty pleasures to watch. But it definitely wasn't very good. So um I'm kind of glad a that it's not a live action. Um I think as an animated movie, it's a little bit more forgiving. I just like when I hear his voice, like I can't 
We gotta I don't wait. know. I think it's early. I, I, you gotta wait. Which you know what's weird is that the person the person that has been voicing Mario for like years, which is Charles Martinet, um, he's still gonna he's gonna make cameo appearances as different characters throughout this movie, and I'm like, you have a perfectly fine Mario right there. But okay, okay. We gotta wait on that one. I, I'm gonna wait. I have. I have no thoughts on it right now. Not so, I need not, to see a trailer. I need to see a trailer. I need yeah. to hear it because I don't see it. Exactly. I, I can't picture. Exactly. So I'm, I'm just going to wait for that. And then uh, once we get something more tangible, then, then I'll, I'll be able to... Too early right now for that, for me. Uh, final thoughts on Nintendo Direct stuff before we go to the last topic? Um... I really want to know. I think they're having another one in October, but it's more covering definitely for the uh, Animal Crossing content that's going to be coming out. I'm very interested in it, but I've also have a certain level of fear of logging back into my uh, my island on uh, Animal Crossing. And um, I don't know if anybody else ever feels this way. So when I when I when I I I don't know what happened, but I, I stopped playing. I stopped playing it for a little bit. I logged in and I got those little judgmental comments and snide remarks from the people living on my island because like, oh, it's been a while since I've seen you here. And I was like, gosh. So now that it's been like over a year since the last time I logged in, I am very, very scared by the amount of weeds I have to pick and the snide remarks of the people living on my island. I don't want to deal with that negativity right now, but they're going to be bringing back Roost, and I'm like, I need my coffee. How can I go onto my island and just avoid all the people? <laughs> right, right. Can I just kick them all off? <laughs> but yeah, that's where I'm at with it, and um, I'm looking forward to that. So I like free content. I like free updates. Absolutely. Um, okay, so. The, the the last one is um, somewhat controversial, but it's too early. Okay? It's too early. Okay, so Microsoft's Perfect Dark reboot will be co-developed by Crystal Dynamics. Daniela, you go first. I think it's too early to share this tidbit. Okay. Because? I, I Well, look what happens when you announce something that you're working on something. Um, and then this goes for anybody, not just, not just for them, but for anybody. Um, when you announce something too early and then people want these updates for it, because we're living in this world where we need updates like now. We want to know where it's at now, especially for like really love series. Perfect Dark is a really love series. Um, yes. Dying Light that was announced too early, <laughs> and yes. see what I, where where that got them. Um, Cyberpunk, like they did a trailer, um, a little teaser trailer, yeah. and then like eight years later, here's our game. But in between that, you didn't hear anything. But it wasn't really like that's a whole new game. When did you hear about um, Apex? Like when it announced. <laughs> right. But 
Like when it, when it came out, there here's right. Apex. Right. So when it comes like this, it's like, hey, we're still in development of it. We don't really have anything to show for a teaser trailer that we're working on this reboot with, you know, as like co-developers with this other studio. We just have like, here's a Twitter post there. If now, if they had some type of like, you know, in the works teaser trailer to go along with it, to really hype it up. Okay. Like, do that. And then end it with, we're working with a partnership between the initiative and Crystal Dynamics. Yeah. You got more? Or what do you think? No, that's, that's kind of where it is. Like, cool. Do you have anything to visually show me? No? Okay. <laughs> Let me know when you do. So the challenge here is Marvel's Avengers is clouding what could have been an amazing announcement. That's my opinion. It's my opinion. Because Marvel's Avengers was really rocky for a while. Okay, a couple of patches in. Started looking a little bit better. Uh, the, the player pool was very low for a while. That started getting up a little bit. And then maybe a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month or two, give or take. Don't quote me on this. The Black Panther expansion released. Boosted it up a little bit more. And it looks like it's going to be a game that at some point, maybe, maybe now you could say that that game will be a very smooth experience to enjoy. And super fans are enjoying it right now. I I'm aware of that. Okay. So that, okay, was a big issue, in my opinion, that clouded this announcement a little bit so you get the initiative you get this announcement with crystal dynamics what is the first thing we're going to think about with crystal dynamics marvel's avengers and how did that release not very good right so so even just the 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 cadence of things right whether that's a, a personal brand or a company if you have a situation where it's really rocky for a while. Whatever announcement that you make, people are going to be concerned, right? Forget, forget. Well, can you forget that? Hold on. Well, let's just say this for a second and we'll, we'll roll with it. Forget the fact that Crystal Dynamics is mostly known for a third person experience. Okay. Right? But the last game that they just released or published or what, whatever the wording is for, for that, okay? You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying. This, this last thing was plagued with a lot of issues before it got really good or decent or playable, right? I, I think the, the graphics were an issue on, on one platform. Uh, the game was, was broken a little bit, as they were saying for Marvel's Avengers. So you get all those things. And as people are recovering for that, People even stopped playing Avengers 
because they're like, I'm not even going to touch the game anymore until it gets to a, a place where we can actually enjoy it. Right. And some people still haven't played the game ever since it was having its issues. Okay. So you think about those things that happen just on a game side. Just remember how long it took Microsoft to recover from that whole thing that happened with the system and the consoles and all that for the Xbox One. It took a long time for them to even recover. They have at this point, I believe, but it's th- that history is still there. So what do you think is going to happen as soon as you, know, you get an announcement like this? It's, it's supposed to be an amazing announcement. And I, I still believe that it is. But as you mentioned, why don't you give us a teaser of a first person view of the game and then a third person perspective? Because Crystal Dynamics are masters at that. If you did that, that would have been a different situation. It'd be like, oh, okay, so now we see Crystal Dynamics doing what they do best, and then we see this game, and we're like, okay, that's a different experience. But we didn't even get anything. We just got what? A Twitter post? Like that's all I saw. What did you see? Nothing else. That's all I saw. It isn't. But that can also be in just poor marketing. I mean, okay, I can I get the 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 angle that you're going at with it is just that they're being clouded by a bad just game a little bit. that's in everybody's and that's in everybody's mind. But if you have the right marketing and it's being put out there in the right way, people some can forget, like, hey, you, you kinda had this crappy game that came out. Um because like you have things like Call of Duty Vanguard, which people are talking about and 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 jumping on and want to play, uh, but you got the example. Activision and Blizzard. You go have on, the Activision and Blizzard go, go, stuff go. that's going on. Yeah, yeah. You have the Activision Blizzard stuff that's going on, and people are like, "I'm not going to play this. I'm not going to do their games. I'm not going to do that." But you also have like these people who are boasting about Vanguard. Same thing for the Diablo stuff um, from this past this past week. You have this whole legal battle thing that's going on with Activision Blizzard. But the way that they're advertising it, the way that they're skewing it and kind of like not trying to remind people about certain aspects of their studios or their publisher um, to like, okay, we still need to hold on to our fans. We still need to grasp onto this and people enjoy our games. Um, People forget about those things. So it's really how it's going to be marketed, really how it's going to be announced, really how it's going to be displayed and put out there. And maybe, yeah. maybe to them, maybe for them and for this specific instance, they're okay. Like, hey, we are working with it. Um, just to let you know, we're we're partnering with this studio and we're going to work on it. But they, and maybe they didn't want to make it like you know this this big big announcement until they had something more to show. Which I can understand that too. Yeah, I I don't think it's a bad announcement. I believe that a teaser showing a quick first person mode and a third person mode would have served it much better. And, and you know that could be coming up too of like let's go double down because even though we kind of sprinkled this and our hardcore fans will notice that we posted this like in a year from now when we have this they're like oh snap now we want to start hyping people up and getting people interested 
yeah and paying attention more so so even even based on the response that they got back i'm i'm even going to tag them on this you know part of this conversation because i'm gonna have a timestamp for this but it's like why didn't you have a teaser right i'm i'm wondering and like you said maybe the teaser's coming within the next couple of weeks and, and things of that nature that would have been better and why not pull individuals in who have been playing your games for such a long time just to get that insight because i'm sure you would have received it you you ask you know some creators that have played your game for the last couple of years the tomb raiders or, or what have you and bring them in and say hey um here's what we're thinking what do you think about this right and companies have done it before they have right bring some individuals or influencers or whatever you want to call them to just say hey these these are the things that we're thinking about do you think that this is a great approach or not and then go from there and i think that would have been received a little bit better if everybody's saying the same thing about this that they're a little bit on eggshells right now because it's crystal dynamics that tells you that people are paying attention to to what you put out right as a as a game company the the company that believes that the players do not know anything about their games are the companies that are going to suffer suffer in in the long run because you have like individuals who have doctorates in the history of the destiny world the the halo world they they'll be able to tell you hey this particular part of the script didn't make any sense because according to the canon of this, they'll be able to tell you stuff like that. So if you're not even considering those individuals into how you're put, doing your marketing, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. Agreed. Agreed. And a lot of, a lot of studios could get some insight from hardcore fans and i'm not saying i'm not even talking about really well-known you know personalities but like you can tell like the dark hard fans they're the people who are in your forums that are active and you know talking about the lore they're the people in your servers that are like helping other players out and giving tips those people don't necessarily aren't necessarily content creators they aren't necessarily influencers but they know what they love about your game, about the world, about the universe. And some of them have made, you know, a livelihood to become influencers, to be really well known within that. But if you find those people within your game's fan base, who is like, you see their names pop up constantly talking about your game, sharing it with other people or telling people like little Easter eggs and lore about it that people didn't know about. Those are the people that you really want to get some insight on. Like, hey, how would you how would you have loved to learn about this or be, been told about this exciting news? You know, so I'm going to drive. That's where I'm, I come from. Absolutely. So I'm going to drive it home and I'm going to give it back to you and then we'll be wrapping up. Can you imagine? If Sonic was wasn't redone. Do you think we'd be getting to this quick? Oh, no. No, you have like so many people are so angry, but you have to that that's a very that's a very thin line to be going on because, yeah, 
Sonic looked really, really, really bad and they didn't like this. But I also put it on that the very there's a very thin line about certain criticisms about things that are coming out. So yeah, nobody liked the way that Sonic looked. Obviously somebody who or created the original look for Sonic, that was approved. That was like, oh, that looks great. Oh, we're gonna go with this look and all that other stuff. But then you have the people who like criticize very harshly for um the live action Little Mermaid movie that's coming out and Little Mermaid isn't gonna be a white girl. And they're like, oh, you can't do that. You this doesn't even look like she doesn't even look like this. So one is one is an animated character and one is actual real human being. Um you can't always listen to the criticism that is received. You you, you really can't, even if like you can have this huge bit of people complaining about the look or decisions or whatever it may be or that you know the race of a certain character was changed to fit even though i'm perfectly fine with little mermaid being a, a, a black woman that was a really huge criticism that people were not happy about and i don't understand they didn't change her which is i'm glad but I think there's there's a very clear line whether there be movies or video games where you can't always listen to the criticism that's out there. You have to really decide about what makes sense. What is this vision you want to go for? Right. That's all. That's all I got. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, but um, excited for Perfect Dark. One of my favorite games, right? It was inspired by GoldenEye, I'm sure. Right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really dope, so I'm excited to see what they're going to do with that. So um, that's all we have for episode 595. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, please make sure you like, subscribe. Uh, definitely check out Daniela uh, twitch.tv forward slash MissDJM. You can find her also on Twitter, MissDJM. You can find me here. Or you can find me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Uriah, which is spelled U-R-I-Y-Y-A. Uh, Daniela, take us out. And of course, you can check us out on the site at theshowradio.info. We appreciate you guys checking us out, listening, downloading us. Hopefully, if you love us enough, which I really, really hope you do, um, you share with a friend. Tell us about us and, you know, hang out with us till next time. Um, have a good one. Okay. Okay. I, I have about... confidence in this. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, let's do it. We, have, we're, we're, we could do this. We've done this before. This is not the first time. We're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to do it. Not the first time. All right. Here. Okay. Um, cool. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.